0: Is This mic turned on Wax poetic Hi kids I'm a dinosaur
1: hunter BMX rider Long division sure comes in handy All the little girls Dream of one day Biting into a corn dog And smiling at the camera
2: If I ran the web You could email dead people
0: Wax poetic
2: Just say no To family values In the terrarium Is herpes Herpes is a hermit crab. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice.
0: This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM.
2: So what if I write a poem like a song?
0: Good afternoon and a welcome to another edition of Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM, I'm RC Wetzlowski, and happy to say, I'm Pam Bentley. Although I guess I didn't say it, but you did, and you're back. Welcome back. Thank you. So nice to have you back. Pam's been Aww, away. Thanks, RC. Traveling. Uh, well, you're going to tell us where you've been yeah, a little bit and yeah, uh, some a little of that bit. stuff. Uh, so yeah, welcome back. And uh, you were not just you were doing some own personal adventures, but you yeah, did some poetry tra- stuff. Yeah, through.
2: well, I was traveling um, to Scotland to go to this gathering in an island that my great 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 grandparents. Um, immigrated from well you know at the time they immigrated because there was so many people on this island of Tyree there was 5,000 people there there's only 600 now so they just the island would not support it Uh But the Duke of Argyle owned all of those islands, was given them by the king, and uh, people just worked for him. So nobody owned their own land. Uh So they were like, oh, we need to get rid of some people. Oh, look at that, your house burnt down, here's some tickets to go to Canada. (laughs) And in my my relative's case, it was like, oh, look at that, we took the roof off of your house, here's some tickets for you and your eight kids, and then they moved to Ontario. And when did they move? That would have been 1849. Wow. 1848. How many many kids at that time? Eight kids.
0: Eight kids in 1849. Yeah, and then
2: our families just got smaller and smaller until I'm the only one left.
0: Are you really? Yep. Oh wow. I have one. What are you doing? You're just.
2: I have what? I'm getting my feet all. in Your argyle socks are making you itchy. Yeah. So um, I have one other cousin who doesn't have kids. So.
0: Oh, I see. That's why you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Ah.
2: So, but, anyways, when I was on my way to Tyree, because you can't fly right there, it's a small island in the Hebrides. So, I stopped does, in Glasgow.
0: Uh, can I interrupt for a sec? So, yeah. Scotland, I don't know. So, Scotland is a chunk of the main UK island, and there's little islands around yes. it. Is it's that- almost
2: like the Gulf Islands.
0: Oh, okay. Off
2: the west coast.
0: And so, Tyree is one of Tyree
2: those- is the outermost or southernmost of the inner Hebrides. Okay, And then there's the Outer Hebrides, which is where Johnny McRae's background is. He's from Lewis, and they speak Scots Gaelic in both islands. But in fact, they made fun of how each other speaks it, that Lewis kept coming up, because the whole week was filled with poetry and music and storytelling in both Gaelic and English. It was really interesting to see this culture that has always been daily yeah. daily involved with poetry and storytelling and it was really cool i mean they used to have there's a, it's a small island but they have townships mm-hmm. and each township kind of had their local poet who would write about the events going on and they would kind of like diss each other and yeah. you know tell it, it was very it was very interesting to i'm reading a book about the island and it's all written um, history, because it's like towards a history of it, because it's kind of remote. So it didn't really have a history of it's uh, connected to other places.
0: Was it as institutionalized as saying that was the poet laureate of that town? Or they how would they get decided? Well, there was one Artsism. bard,
2: John McLean, who was known as the bard to the Laird of Call, which is the closest island. And he immigrated to... Cape Breton and he was known there as the Bard McLean and then there was another John McLean at the end of the next that was the end of the 1800s that was at the beginning of the 1800s who went to Manitoba and he was also known as the Bard McLean and he wrote a poem in Gaelic that he sent back called Manitoba oh. and the the farm that he came from is now called Manitoba in mm. Balafoy Tyree um so there's translations of that but i couldn't get my hands on what i was thinking because when you said oh let's talk about your trip and do some poetry around that but i couldn't get and uh, you know i did take five classes of gaelic but i'm not at the point where i could (laughs) i probably will never be at that Uh point there was a joke saying that when you think you've learned gaelic you haven't yeah you've still got a lot more to learn
0: do they still have those in those towns though uh a poet representative of the town? Or there are
2: this? poets and musicians all throughout the island, and then they go off the island, they come back, and there's a bunch of young people who are um, musicians who write their own songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a concert from a group called Skipnish, and they write their own songs, and they're really, you know, if you just put them on them without music, they're just they're like the kind of things that the bards would have written. There's not really a lot of division between poetry and songwriting okay. when you talk about bard yeah. stuff, so...
0: All right, so we're going to hear something. Uh, so you didn't actually hear this person, but this person is the Scottish representative who went uh, to the World Cup of Poetry Slam most recently. Yeah, uh, but you went to the slam that they're from.
2: So yeah, this is the thing in Scotland. The way they do it is if there's a, any if you've competed in any slam with over eight um, com- competitors within the year you can then you then qualify and you've won it you then qualify to go to the slam championship which they have in march and she won 2016 i happened to go to one I, and it was totally unintentional david campbell who lives here who's a poet and songwriter lived in with a family in paisley for a couple of years just south of glasgow and he and i hang out on a regular basis and he was really keen to see if i could hook up with the daughter of this family who he remembers as a child she's about my age so they came into glasgow on the saturday night and they took me to the bar where david and her father played in the 1960s during the folk revival it was amazing It's i know and then they said okay now we're just going to walk over this bridge we're going to go over to this thing It's an anti-fracking fundraiser and they'll have some music and stuff. We get there, we ask the person at the front, so, you know, how much is it? What's going on? He said, well, there's a poetry slam. And I was like, oh my God, you're kidding me. So it was the New Material Slam and it was hosted and run by the guy who runs all the slam poetry stuff there, Robin Cairns. He runs the final every, it was really good. By the time they got to the end, Molly McLaughlin, Donna Campbell and Anna Crow were the three finalists. It was really interesting to see what they were doing poetry about and the way they did it they had a judge who had a score out of 10 just one two three four five no points no decimal points and their their mark was worth 75 percent of the score and then a random in a random audience member also gave a mark and that was worth 25 percent and then they passed the numbers on to another person for the next poet so by the end of the night, it was like, has anybody, you had to keep, it, you couldn't judge more than one poet or oh, more neat. than one poem. Yeah. Not, not poet, more than one poem. So it was, it was really cool to see how that worked and how it affected who went on to yeah. each round. But I couldn't believe that these people had was like, oh, we thought it was just something you might like. They didn't know my involvement in the spoken word community. Sure. But th- it's so cool that through this like David Campbell connection, and then I end up at a slam. Yeah. Before I ended up going over to Tyree, where then we had all this music and bard stuff. Oh, that's so cool. And I know, it really was. So Iona Lee was mentioned because she was the 2016 champ. She wasn't there that night, but I looked her up afterwards. We're going to hear a piece by her. Um, it's uh, with some music. It does have some content and she does use the F word, but Uh-oh. it's all for artistic measure. So just that's your little warning.
0: All right, here we go. This is uh, Iona Lee, and you're listening to them here on Co op Radio, CFRO, 100.5 FM. Our show is Wax Poetic.
1: It was summer outside, but we were in bed, fully dressed. I think you still had your shoes on, all lazy and stoned and laughing we were listening to an audio tape and laughing that day was fresh like sheets and new and we were too and we were so excited because we were women, and women were cocaine jazz perspective, we were the new craze and there was so much still to find out, out of my mind on love for that room and that moment and that you. You were sat up, talking about feminism, slurring on your slow words, I always liked your face, so bright and full of mischief small and blonde, and your eyes so blue, and you were electric. The audio tape was talking about pubic hair, do you shave down there, that kind of thing, but we had decided that we didn't care. It was a revelation to talk about sex, and women's rights, and broken boys, and wanking. Imagine, it was summer outside and we were going to change the world. It was summer outside and we were cocaine and you were electric and I was a feminist and your eyes were blue and hey look, mine are too, and you were laughing. So, we were going to move in together and live like this always, bohemian, old cheesecloth and opinions. Sexy to be strident, you said. Manu Chow on the radio, I'd be dancing in a dressing gown. A waterfall of tangled hair down my back, I'd be beautiful. You'd be smoking on the sofa. So it wasn't Paris, but we'd pretend it was. We'd drink whiskey with revolutionaries, make friends with the old men in pubs who had stories to tell. We'd find new ways to get in trouble. Play records, play dress up, fuck, fuck pretty people, and go on walks on Sundays when I wasn't working in the bookshop or working on this writing thing. Cause we were young women. And that was so exciting.
2: I love that. And we were young women and it was so exciting. She just captures that feeling of when you're young and hanging out with your first women friends and talking about all these things you've never talked about before. And it's just kind of ordinary, but exciting at the same time. And who was that? That was um, Fiona Lee. And she was the 2000 sorry, Iona, Iona Lee, and she was the 2016 champion, Scottish Slam champion. So what did you think of that piece?
0: I, well, I was also running and doing some other technical things, so yeah. I didn't get to hear a lot of it, but I liked the mood of it mm-hmm. with the music. And uh, you were saying the... The uh, onions and cheesecloth. Cheesecloth
2: like? and opinions. Like that's oh, how opinions. she described would be bohemian. Well, onions All cheesecloths and opinions. Yeah. And onions. Because if you were being bohemian, the onions are probably sprouting in the... Um, in the green cooler and crisper you, yeah, right yeah <laughs> and you may or may
0: not uh, be interested in picking them and looking after them
2: exactly <laughs> but i love that cheese all cheesecloth and opinions is a way of describing what bo- being bohemian is it's pretty cool
0: yeah so that's neat and if you want to look her up on the internet we were playing something off her website it was iona uh lee i-o-n-a-l-e-e and you can just uh, google that and
2: iona like the island the Hebridean Island. So she went then to represent Scotland in Paris. And I don't know that she came in the top six or so because proof rock shadow runner from Canada came in sixth. And the person who won it was Amélie Prévost yes. from Canada.
0: From, yeah. Well, the way they like to, I, w- I was there before and the way they like to have it is uh, there are two representatives from Canada. Uh, Quebec is considered its own individual uh, nation. And uh, so there's a representative from Quebec, uh, French-speaking Canada, and there's a representative from English-speaking Canada. And Emily uh, was the uh, English-speaking rep, or French-speaking rep this time.
2: So now you have been to this um, Coupe de Monde de Poesie en Paris, wow. à Paris, at least twice, right? Oh, I like how you've got that one accent on the oui. Um, it's funny when I was trying to learn Gaelic, I, when I go to say yes, I would say see or we, cause I, you know, all the languages that aren't English seem to be stored in the same part of my brain. So I switched uh-huh. back and forth between them. So when you went there, what were the years that you were there representing Canada? Uh,
0: 2007 mm-hmm. and then 2013.
2: And what was that like?
0: Uh, well, there were two completely different experiences. The first one, First time I went was the very first one that they had, so they've been doing. I guess the next year will be the tenth year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first one was good, and uh, it was you know it was a little disorganized, and it wasn't actually in uh, Paris. It was in a tiny town about a probably like Richmond to Vancouver distance mm-hmm. away, Bobany. and uh, we stayed out there in these uh, old uh, hospital or. Army barracks type Mm -hmm. things that were no longer though either of those things, and kind of attached to a a school, and then we would go into Bobigny and uh, perform. And uh, have the competition and all that sort of stuff. And each in each year, the individual poetry slam of the world, the Coupe de Monde, is attached to the French national poetry oh, okay. slam. So after the Coupe de Monde, they have the French team nationals and the French individual poetry slam uh, nationals. And uh, so they've been doing that since 2007. Pilot La Haute, uh, uh, organizes that amongst uh, his other his team as well. Uh, and uh, in, however, in 2013, and I think, since 2012, they've had it in Paris. It's actually been right. in Paris, uh, which was uh, a lot different and really kind of cool because yeah. then uh, access to go and do all the, you know, some of the touristy things yeah. uh, while you were there or while I was there was uh, able to happen and, right. uh, you know, go walking around uh, to the various, uh, some of the museums and to the cemetery with Jim Morrison and all Oscar Wilde were yeah. buried yeah. and, and all that stuff. Uh, and Chris Gilpin came uh, by for part of that. He was on his way to a conference in Germany, and so he was there uh, for two or three of the semi. I don't know if he was there for the finals; I can't remember. But I think the semifinals and uh, Wilhelmina Salmi was there as well, uh, checking it out and uh, visiting there with me. And yeah, it was a really uh, cool. It was more the second time was a little more of a. uh, It was like, hey, cool! I get to go again because I won the Canadian nationals the year before. Um, but it was neat to be able to uh, go and have uh, and then have a bit of a vacation afterward right, right to Spain for Barcelona for a week um, so yeah it was uh, really cool
2: well so do people come from all over the world to compete in this how many different countries are represented in, in this coupe de monde
0: uh, I think it varies uh, it's around 20 like the mid20s uh, and it changes because not every year the same country is able to have. Uh, have a representative depending on you know the, the state of their poetry slam scene uh, in the country. but mm-hmm. there's general I'd say there's generally about 25. 20, wow, 25 from. And, and, and then do
2: they perform in their own mother tongues or yes.
0: and is it translated? You uh, perform in your mother tongue, um, whatever that happens to be. And then as you're performing and behind you, subtitles are running and they are running in depending on how many languages. They're, for me, it was easy. So they were just running in French and in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes if you're uh, Spanish, say they're running in Spanish, French and English. Mm-hmm. Uh, so run, there's three running right. at the same time. Uh, so they would de- it would depend. Like, And then there's a lot of countries... Um, like whether it's, uh, you're from Sweden or from, uh, Switzerland or something like that, some of them might actually speak in English, have it in English right. and, uh, French rather than having the, you know, Swiss German or anything like a third language right. up there sort of thing. So.
2: Well, and you, did you write that piece that you do that's bilingual, the one where it's like, je suis see, I am here mm-hmm. now I am here. Did you write that piece for that performance for that competition? Uh,
0: no, I already had that, but I thought it would be good too.
2: Yeah. To <laughs> Do you wanna do that?
0: Do that poem? Yeah.
2: No. Right now? No. <laughs> I at least I got you talking about the World yeah. Cup because when you came back from it, you weren't and then today you were I was I was saying Darcy before we went on air that I said, Well, if I have to talk about my trip, then mm. I'm gonna ask you all about the World Cup because so we're just doing this sort of little survey of upcoming stuff going on in Europe and North America and stuff that just finished. But we're gonna listen to Emily Prevost, um, and is it the one about uh, a short history of um, a girl who cannot count? Yes. Yes. La histoire de la fille qui ne savait pas compter.
0: So this is a sample of uh, their work. I doubt this it was something that they performed in France, but uh, we're going to take a listen to it. Uh, anyhow, here we go.
3: l'histoire de la fille qui ne savait pas compter. Ma main et moi te manipulent en tremblant une liasse de billets. On m'a demandé de me poster à la caisse et de compter des sous. La soie me ferme de partout les ports, le plancher boue et la brume monte. Je suis tard jusqu'au cou Enregistreuse a la gueule ouverte et vomi des 20 pièces Des 25 scènes me sursautent d'en face et me font une frousse, j'ai perdu le focus. Compte tenu de mon manque de contrôle, la file d'attente perd patience et s'allonge dangereusement. Le compte cout les secondes ne pas vite. Violemment, je respire et m'étouffe à essayer de battre du cœur de façon régulière, mais c'est la marche. Mon pouce s'emballe et le sang me bat la Ma voix résonne en sourdine et dans ma gélatine crânienne Neuf chiffres au fer rouge se reproduisent et déduisent Qu'il fait chaud, que c'est achalandé Et que chacun paye cash dans mon champ de vision Qui s'embrouille et PAF! Je m'affale de tout mon long sur le carrelage glacé et blanc J'entends des grelots et le glissement d'un sleigh sur la neige à Noël L'odeur de Javel, qui me désinfecte le nez, se marie parfaitement avec le goût ferreux du sang. J'ai deux dents en moins, et mon orgueil est mort! Ben voyons! J'y avais dit! que quelqu'un de moins calme m'aurait posté là. Enculé de gérant gigon qui cherchait une raison de me mettre à la poste mon 4% et une lettre de démission en main propre. Son gros pied mal chaussé me pichenote le bras pour s'assurer que je suis consciente et il me lance sans pitié un... Déhors! ...décisif. Dès que je ne vois plus de pigots, je me lève. Je ramasse mes dents et les mets dans ma bouche En attendant d'arriver chez le dentiste Pas de panique, je quitte en tanguant à travers la file En tout cas... Paye-moi, paye-moi pas, mais moi, je passe plus jamais cette porte-là. J'ai décidé de ne plus jamais m'imposer de calculer, sauf le nombre d'emplois que j'ai perdu, parce que la panique me prend chaque fois que je touche de l'argent. Chaque fois que je dois additionner, multiplier, soustraire ou diviser, je perds mes repères, je viens tout à l'envers. Même mesurer, c'est crissement compliqué, dans ma tête, des pieds, c'est fait pour marcher, des pouces, j'en ai plein les mains, puis pour tracer une ligne droite, ben, c'est pas l'idéal. devant la clinique du dentiste. des Déclic du compteur qui s'arrête à 16,56$. Pas question de faire une soustraction. J'arrondis à 17$ et ne lui laisse pas de type parce que 15% de 17$, c'est totalement abstrait! Ben non, c'est 2,55$. OK, chut, sh- sh- euh, Philippe, juste ta gueule. Tout a un prix, y compris le taxi, comme j'ai dit, et les huit interventions qu'on mènera dans ma bouche pour boucher le trou béant laissé par mes dents en avant. La réceptionniste monte une colonne de chiffres et lance à la volée un. Combien ça fait L'eau Je fais semblant, je lève les yeux au ciel pour faire semblant que je calcule et pour cacher qu'ils sont vides et qu'ils attendent que le dentiste qui se tient à côté donne la bonne réponse. Et il va la donner parce que le dentiste, lui, sait extraire une racine cassée.
0: So that was a little work from uh, Amelie Privot, the winner of the 2016 World Cup of Poetry Slam, which was recently held in Paris, France. And uh, Amelie is from Quebec, and uh, that's the second time in the last five years that a representative from Quebec has uh, won the championship. Uh, yeah, Simone, well Simone Landry won when I was there the last time,
2: um, and I think it was it was it Simone or Simone. Simone. So it was a woman.
0: No, it was a guy.
2: Okay. I think this is the first time that a woman has won the, uh, this is what the buzz has been on Facebook, oh, that yeah. I think it's the first time that a woman has won the uh, World Cup of uh, Poetry at uh, in, in Paris. Excellent. Yeah. So um, then the other thing that was interesting that was kind of um, buzzing, because then I went to Dublin and then I went to London. And when I was in London, you know, you're seeing posters for Glastonbury, even though it's already sold out Glastonbury Festival and every year Glastonbury Festival has a stage called Poetry and Words is that what it's called? I don't know yeah, what it's it's like, oh, it I don't says like, on here Yes, poetry, poetry and words, words poetry and words and there's some poets that we know personally who are going to be there this year uh, Mike McGee is one of the poets performing there and Tanya Evanson and Buddy Wakefield both have feature sets so there's three days of poetry there on a stage dedicated to that and there is a full program every day. Um and it's got poets from all over the world, including poets that are um including poets that so we're gonna listen to um one we're just getting RC's just looking I'm up Jess Green at. called Dear Mr. Gove. Jess Green, dear Mr. Gove, maybe just do it from that instead of like just go back to um don't do it on the Glastonbury site. Just go to the yeah. Google and search Jess Green, Dr. Gove. So um this poet is uh playing with a band and um the band is called The Mischief, uh, the mischief thieves the Mischief Thieves, Jess Green and the Mischief Thieves. So This poem is from 2014, and it's Dear Mr.
0: Gove, who was the Secretary
2: of State for Education there. Actually,
0: we won't have time for that one.
2: Oh, we're not going to have time for that one. So you'll have to go look that up yourself.
0: But we Um, can play a shorter one if we get in, if we just jump in. Well, we also want to
2: just talk about really fast capturing fire. So let's just talk about that and then do events and we'll be done.
0: Okay, then we won't have we're out time, of time for this. Because
2: we're out of time, right? We're almost out of time anyway. So that was, uh, go and look up, um, go to Poetry in Words Glastonbury, and they've got links to stuff by all the people who are performing there. And if you are in England and have a chance to go and got one of your 250-pound tickets, I think is how much they cost. Um, we wanted to mention Capturing Fire in D.C. that happened last week. Two people from Canada... Uh, Came in uh, one slams there, uh, the queer slam. It's the capturing fire queer spoken word queer, queer spoken word summit and slam. And the slam champion was our very own Jillian Christmas from Vancouver. It's very exciting.
0: It was, and we got time for it's one minute poem. We're gonna play this. Okay, Jillian.
2: There are two types of people in this world: those with a moral compass. And the type of motherfucker who. Oops, never mind. <laughs> I reminded our seat. It's got language in it. And, well, it has language,
0: of course. But uh, it's but a it bike poem. Has, it's a
2: very popular one of about. It also re- has some foul language. Railing against the person who's stolen your so bike. So if,
0: if you got a bit of that, I'm sorry. That's my fault. No, the
2: bike poem by Jillian Christmas, go look it up. And then Kate Castrier from uh, Toronto, also won at Kate Castrier, K- F- yes. K- Kate Castrier. I want to make it three syllables because it looks like three syllables to me. Kay Kassir from Toronto also um, won an event at Capturing Fire. Yeah, and
0: the we were uh, Pam and I were looking it up beforehand uh jillian's win it's on facebook there the capturing fire facebook page she won a uh book deal out of it too through sergeant press uh so that's fantastic i didn't know that i just thought you know i'll win another slam Uh, but they also win a free trip to next year's festival and the book deal so uber congratulations to jillian for uh that that win way to go jill
2: and there's always so much going on that we're out of time, really, to say anything more. Um, because Kenan is here for the next show, and or do you have any events that you want to announce?
0: Uh yeah, <laughs> but I don't. I'm busy doing this, so I can't remember what. <laughs> and I might don't be. know
2: because I've been away.
0: I know that there's a poetry slam happening uh, this coming Monday at uh, Cafe de Soleil on the Commercial Drive. Is and, it the youth slam? No, it's not the youth. Youth slam's the fourth Monday of each month. Right uh and uh it is uh Julia Gaskell from Portland Oregon and Julia is hilarious and biting and uh with her words and very smart And uh, I definitely recommend that you check them out this coming Monday. And it is the summer season for the Poetry Slam. What that means is that if you're interested in performing, that you need to have poems of varying lengths to compete, including a two-minute long poem maximum, a one-minute poem. And then the last round is a four-minute round. So you can have underneath four minutes, but you have a maximum of four minutes to perform as well. that. That
2: we get to mix it up a little bit. I also love that you said biting with her words as like if you sat. Too close to the stage, you might need a a shield or something. Yeah, I think it's like that. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, so Julia will be featuring, and you can check out other stuff for the slam, Vancouver Poetry, Poetry Slam. On Facebook, on Twitter, at Van Poetry House. And you can go to the Van Slam YouTube channel and listen to that bike poem, Uncensored, and your home, (laughs) in your home, uh, of Jillian Christmas and Kay Kassir because Kay has performed at the Van Slam. So lots of cool stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back. It's so great to have you back. Thank you.
2: It's really good to be here. It's good to be here with you. And next week, we'll have a guest. Yay. Yeah. And for the next few weeks, we'll have some guests. Um, We're going to get our booking booking machine back rolling, rolling. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, But until then, I'm R.C. Wislowski. And I'm Pam Bentley. And No Apologies Necessary is coming up next. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM.
2: So what? So what? So
3: what?